Yes. Yes. What page are we on? Page 292. No. Okay. Igeris 27. Beer. So now, the Baltania, this is the first time in the whole Sefer's thus far, that he is writing his own explanation of his own letter, which is really cool. Usually, Tzamech Tzedek wrote explanations on his letters. Did and now... Know, did he know that the Tzamech No. Was going to I don't... Uh, of course, yes. He knew everything. He knew that you were going to be here tonight also, yes. Now, page 292, and here he adds several layers of dimension upon this relationship that's possible for a person to have with a tzaddik. Now, what, what, what we need to distinguish here is going to be the relationship a person can have with their Rebbe, Versus with a Rebbe. I'm not using Rebbe here in the Hasidic term. I'm using here a Rebbe in the term of someone who can inspire one in their service of Hashem. Okay? Um, so, if it's Ramchal, if it's the Kavayosher, whoever it might be, that's what we're talking about. If a person finds, we talked about this last week, if a person finds a certain synergy with a, a given Sefer, with a given Tzaddik, with a given inspiration, that's that's what we're talking about. So now let's see. He's going back to the same Zayar that he quoted last week. Isa B'Zayar Kaddish. So we're on page 292. Kuf Mem Vav Beis. Isa B'Zayar Kaddish. Next page, Nochum. 292. The Zayar Kaddish says, That a tzaddik that passed on Ishtakach Bikula Almin is found in all the world, even more so than they were in their lifetime. So now comes the Balatanian as the um, some of the more open minded Lubavitch Sidim are want to say, after all, he was a Litvak, and therefore he analyzed things in a way that a Litvak would analyze them. So he's going to take, he's going to decipher the Zoyer. Is it so and we need to understand, if you want to say that the Tzaddik is found in the supernal worlds where he is now after death, I can understand. Certainly there, he is much more there now, now that he has elevated there. So that makes sense. You're going to say he's found in those worlds clearly more than he was while he was alive. What's the logic to say that he's found more in this physical world more so than he was when he was here in the physical world? What kind of sense does that make? He used to be here. He was here in the flesh and the blood. Yes, Lamer. See, you get a bigger kick now out of what I told you earlier that I was writing up on the plane, I was writing up this mimer from my Rebbe, the Bobovirov, right about this topic of everything Hashem does is for the good. And I get off the plane and this guy hits my car, right? So, of course, I burst into laughter. It was, that's, what I was, that's what I was doing. Yes, Lamer. Aldea Mashikibalti. That's a strange language. He very seldom uses that language. 
along the lines of that which I have received. Meaning, this is something that he was taught by his Rabbeim. About the Maimachazal, we spoke about this last week, that this was sourced in the Rambam. The Shavak Chaim, the Cholchai, the Tzaddik, when he passes out, or for that matter, anyone who passes away leaves behind something for the living. So now, let's apply that concept to the Tzaddik. Okay, what does it mean when it refers to the Tzaddik, that the Tzaddik leaves Chaim, he leaves behind life, He's dead. So what's he leaving behind? Kenaida. Because everybody knows. When we're talking about a tzaddik who's alive, we're not talking about somebody who does the trick that we all do. Inhale, exhale, inhale, exhale. We're not talking about physical life. What are we talking about when we're talking about a tzaddik being alive? We're talking about a person who's really alive, a person who is spiritually vibrant. And he limits this to three areas. What are they? What are the three forms of life? The tzaddik thrives in three areas. In faith or trust. Yira is awe or fear and Ahava is love of Hashem. Why am I choosing those three ideas as being the definition of life? Because we all know the Pesach in Chavakuk that says about Emunah that the Tzadik is alive in his Emunah. And that goes back very much to the Emunah that we were just speaking about earlier that everything Hashem does is for our benefit and all of the other forms of emuna. Ubiyira, when it comes to awe, Ksiv the Pasuk says, Vigiras Hashem Rakhaim. Where's that Pasuk? Vigiras Hashem Lakhaim is uh-huh. Mishlay. Oh my it's in Mishlay? Where? Uh so, um, test, okay. I don't know why he doesn't bring it here. The third one, so there you see that the uh, the Navi uses the term of life about fear. Finally, he who pursues righteousness. And chesed, which is love, yim tzachayim. Chesed chesed is love. Now, here we go. These three traits, notice he calls them midas. Fascinating that he calls ahava and yira are midas. Emuna is a mida. Okay? Yeah. Which one of the Midas is it? Okay, <laughs> very good. So we now have 11 Midas according to Eitan. Hey, Bechol Olam Ve'olam 
They are, they exist. These three things exist. Here's what's really cool. We all understand in our own experiences that when it comes to, let's take love. Okay, so a three-year-old loves a lollipop. A six-year-old loves a remote-controlled car. An 18-year-old loves an iPhone 10, And a 25-year-old loves a Slavita Shas. Right? So you see the love developing from, hopefully, hopefully, uh, one level of maturity to another. The same applies to fear. I have very distinctive remem- memories of being afraid to go down to the basement in my parents' house to bring up the orange juice during the Shabbos so that we had to go down in pairs or in threes because there were monsters in the basement. <laughs> They're still down. They are still down there, right? How old were you? I was 16. Yeah. <laughs> 37. Now we have different fears, right? We have fears of uh, turbulence on airplanes or... or uh, you know, whatever. There are more mature fears. Hopefully some of us can even fear something like Gehenim. Right? But they go from one level to another. They are commensurate with not so much the person, but the world in which the arena, let's put it into those terms, the arena in which the Mida is expressing itself is going to take on a different form. In the way of what we call, um, in, in Lashon Kodesh it's called and in English it's called um, cause and effect. So the person creates the cause, they are, are um, they do the action that matures their understanding and as a result of that, they're able to enter a level of Ahava, even if they're in this world, they're able to enter the level of Ahava. That's what he talked about earlier in, in the earlier Chalakim of, of Tanya, that a tzaddik is able to live in this world and exist in the world of Atzilus. Because his, his levels of love and of fear and so on have matured to the point that he's, he's existing on a different plane. Now, just to give you a, 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 a tiny glimpse into, into an idea like that's just so beyond us Rabbi Feinstein's kind of the Rocha in his town where he was Rav in communist Russia the communists closed the mikvah and Rabbi worked it out in such a way that the swimming pool was kosher bidiyavid as a mikvah and he told the community to Use that so the women went swimming but he didn't want to rely on it for himself for 12 years he and his wife slept in different bedrooms 12 years that's somebody who's living in a different island now here we go 
Beyoyz HaTzadik Chai Al As long as the Tzadik was alive on the face of this physical earth, these three character traits of Emuna and Ahava and Yira, they were Kli, they were contained in a very limiting vessel. Ulavush Shalahem and their expressions were Bibchinis Makam Gashmi. They took place in a very finite physical place. Shubchinis Nefesh. Their expression came only from the level of nefesh. Remember, the nefesh is the lowest of the four expressions of soul. Hakshura, which is bound both in life and in death. Bigufai. It's connected to the body of the person. So the body expressed the love and the fear and the amunah. V'chol Talmidov. And therefore, any of that person's disciples, Enamikablim, the only way they were able to receive from their teacher, Israq Ha'aras Midas Elu. They're only able to receive an illumination of those traits, Vizivuyan, and their shine, Hamea that were able to pour out pour over, escape, shine out of that vessel through the nefesh, through that body. How? Well, how do humans express themselves? Through his speech. In his holy thoughts. Now, unless you're a mind reader, what is he talking about? How does the tzaddik expressed himself to his students through his thoughts. Then he said that already. He said diburav, his speech, and his thoughts. Now, one very simple way is... Speech and thoughts. Yeah. So one way is in writing. You act out your thoughts, your behaviors, your life. So then that's myself. That would be action. So interestingly, he brings here from the Rebbe's father, Lakuti Levi Yitzchak. His father was a giant of a Makubal. And he writes that Machshavais, that thoughts are able to be transmitted by looking at somebody. You can read a person's thoughts by seeing their expressions. Okay. Now, so the bottom line is is that the <laughs> disciples or whoever it is who wants to learn from the tzaddik is going to have to use some method that is connected to the, let's to use a bad word, the physical temple of the tzaddik's body. For this reason, meaning, what's for this reason? Due to the limitations of expressions, and there are so many limitations on how a person can express something through their speech and certainly through their physical expressions, 
for this reason, the Chazal says, that no person can really attain what the Rebbe really wanted until 40 years after they heard it from their Rebbe. It takes 40 years to be able to understand something you heard 40 years ago. So that's a limitation due to the fact of the limitations of speech. But once the tzaddik has departed from his physical limitations, due to the fact that there's now a new separation between the soul, which has remained in the ground, in the um, grave, and that nefesh that remains in the grave, the part, the component of a person that remains in their grave becomes separated from the other component of the higher level right above that, which is the ruach that's in Gan Eden. That is to say, these three attributes that exist in the nefesh but they also exist now in a fully liberated form that is no longer limited to a tiny body. It's now has a much larger platform of expression. Now, it makes it very clear here, and this is not his, this, this concept of nefesh that remains in a grave is really this week's parsha. And it's Parshas Chayesor is all about the first Leviah, the first um, funeral. Right? We assume that Adam Rishon may have had a funeral. Terry doesn't write anything about it. Chanoich, Shem, Sushalach. But Avraham Avinu makes a big deal about Sari Menos Leviah. So I was listening to a Shia this week. And as I was driving through the countryside in Wyoming. And the uh, Magad Shir pointed out that this concept of going to the graves of Tzadikim, as the Gemara tells us, Kolev ben Yefuna, when the Miraglim toured Eretz Yisrael, so Kolev was saved by his tefillah that he davened he called out to them, Avoisai, my 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 uh, ancestors, save me from the Atzas Miraglim. Nonetheless, there were those, including the Rambam, who wrote that you shouldn't go to a grave. And they find it kind of humorous that the, the one of the greatest um, gatherings that exist in Israel today take place at the Rambam's grave on the Rambam's yard site. <laughs> and uh, they say that the uh, the, the Ariza or Chaim Vital said about himself that he was a Gilgal of um, Reb Sadi Goin who wrote a sefer about the non-existence of Gilgulim. <laughs> so there's something humorous about well, ironic about these things. But he quotes the Chavetz Chaim Chavetz Chaim says that although there are sources like the Rambam and Rav Sadi Goyen who say these things but that 
says the Chassam Sofer writes in, in Yeridea that although the concept of Ruach HaKodesh has departed from Claudius, well, there aren't individuals necessarily who could prophesize, but that Claudius as a whole has Ruach HaKodesh. And that therefore something that is mikubal, that's accepted by the majority of Claudius becomes the das, becomes the, the hashkaf of Claudius and the Chavetz Chaim says that if somebody does not believe in one of those things, like Hashgacha Pratis, Gilgal, then you should not include them in a minion. You should not include them in a minion? Even though, what do you mean? I hold like the Rambam. I hold like the Saudi going. No, that's not the Halacha. It's not the Hashgacha of Klai Yisrael. As a whole. Meaning Klai Yisrael has Ruach HaKadosh. So when he talks here about the fact that there is a nefesh that remains in the caver, that is the fact. That's how Klai Yisrael is paskin. And therefore Klai Yisrael goes to the degree where the Vilna Goyen writes that the Zoyar Kodesh says that the place where there is the greatest Hashros Hashchina since the destruction of the Besamikdash are the graves of Tzadikim. The Vilna Goyen writes in his notes on that Zoyar Ubefrat and the place that has the greatest amount of Ashros Ashkin is Kevirochel. Put that in your pipe and smoke it. Can you hold one over the other one? Yeah, two? you could go wherever you feel. No, as long as you take one, you're accepted in the minion. If you say, if I don't believe in Gilgal. No, 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 any one of them. That means you're, you're omitting part of the, the Ashkraf of Glaiso. Tomorrow morning we're going to start testing people. Now, so once the once the soul, once the body and the soul separate. So last line on the page: "On the fikach yochel kol hakarev elov." Therefore, anyone who is close to that tzaddik. Has the ability lekabel chelik mipchines ruchay shibiganeden has an easier time. First, an easier time receiving from because up until now he had to go through the nefesh. That was the access point, the physical body. Speech comes through the physical body. The ex- facial expressions comes through the physical body. The actions come through the physical body. But now that he's no longer bound by the physical body, so he's able to receive not just from his expressions in Olam which is the lowest form of the expressions, but now since he has a relationship with that tzaddik, he's able to receive from him in from his ruach, and not only from his ruach, but from his ruach as it is shebeganeden, not his ruach as it was in the physical world but from his Ruach as it is in its higher form, which is a much more lofty form of that expression. Do we have to go through the Nefesh, though? Yeah. Because now it's no longer in a limited vessel. And it's not in a physical place. He says, lest you think that I'm making up these ideas. Chazal tell us this about Yankim Avinu when he came in to get the brachas. Rashi quotes it in Chumash. When, Yank, when Yitzchak Avinu says, Re'ei reach b'ni kereach sada, 
he exclaims, Behold, the fragrance of my child is like the fragrant uh the fragrance of the field, says Rashi Shinichnas Imai Ganadin. That Ganadin came is on. Participants may now unmute themselves. That Ganadin came in with him. Only right? organizers can be heard. So you see that even in this world there is a aura of Gan Eden that hovers around the person. So too is written in the Sefer that around certain people there is a atmosphere of Gan Eden and there is this, uh, it, it's so interesting because you get a glimpse into this idea in today's world of, of digital reality. So upon this aura of Gan Eden, there is written, the person's thoughts, that are good, so the person's thoughts in Torah and the positive things are all etched into this atmosphere of Gan Eden that hovers around the person. If you know how to read, then you can see what a person is carrying around with them. But here's the hard part. Look at the parentheses. <laughs> but the opposite is true also. Heaven forbid. Along with other people, they have around them a aura of Gehenim. I think my car's have it comes pre-installed yes I checked the mezuzahs on my cars so the person's evil thoughts and their avarious are written on that atmosphere of of Gehenim and what's interesting is that I don't think that these are mutually exclusive I think that there are black and white clouds and we write on both of them and we have sometimes we exist in a white cloud, sometimes we exist in a, a red cloud. <laughs> now, right after the parentheses, Hilke, for this reason, unbelievable, it is extremely opportunist, easy, efficient for one's disciples, to receive their portion from straight from the Ruach of their Rebbe they are able to receive his Amunah and his fear and his love those forms of Amunah and fear and love with which he served Hashem and unlike in his lifetime where the disciple was only able to receive the overflow that came out of the body, that overflowed outside of that vessel, here he's able to receive from the essence of the Rabbi, because the essence of his spirit is elevated stage after stage. The kola to be inclusive with, to be included with. There's an interconnection between the, the portions of Nishama. 
that is the nefesh that's in the grave is connected to the ruach that's in Ganeid Natachtin, and the ruach that's in Ganeid Natachtin is connected with the neshama that's in, in, in Ganeid Na'elyan, and that whole chain effect allows for a flow of energy to descend through those forms so that we can access them. Now, Vinayda, he puts forth another premise. We actually learned this premise some time ago from the again in last week's parsha, where Hashem says Avram, Avram after the Akedah calls out with a double Avram so the Agra Dekala B'nai Soscha says there that this you said that spirituality is never unlike something physical you move something physical from one place to another Ruchnius cannot be moved it can be duplicated so there is a duplicate neshama that each of us has in a place called the guf that's a storage house of neshamas. And the Piyasetz Nereva says in, in Der HaMelech that those times that we're feeling out of whack, out of sync, like, and we can't really figure out why, it's because the, the two neshamas are not... Um, the Bluetooth is out. They're not synced with one another and then there are times that there's a perfect lineup and when there's a perfect lineup that's when you have Moshe, Moshe, Avram, Avram that's when Hashem calls out at those moments there's a perfect lineup between the Neshama below and the Neshama above so Vinayda we all know that everything in spirituality and holiness it cannot be uprooted mikol Entirely, mim koimai from its place, umadrigosa in its level, harishayna where it was originally, gamla achashin is ala lamaila lamaila, even after the neshama continues to be elevated more and more. So, you would imagine that therefore it no longer exists in the ganeid na tachten. He says no, ubchin azur harishayna shinish ala lamata biganeid na tachten that original level that remained behind in the lower that level that the one had access to all along that continues to shine forth to allow access to the person's disciples each disciple according to the level of his connection and his closeness during his lifetime and death how do you create a relationship? with overwhelming love the relationship of a Talmud to a Rebbe in the sense that he's able to receive from the essence of his Neshama is with overwhelming love. That's where it comes from. Why does it have to be through love? Why can't it be a relationship of terror, of fear, of brilliance, of awe? Here's a rule. Because to be able to draw any spiritual force, it has to come through abundant love. 
As the Zayat teaches, that the spirit of an awakening of one's heart, it will draw from the Ruach above. Meaning that the yearning is what creates the relationship. Rakim Yochain, if a person will prepare themselves, Likras Elikov, to greet, this is the whole concept of Hachana to a mitzvah, of preparing for davening, of preparing for any mitzvah. If a person prepares to greet the Rabbeinu Shalom, with great preparation, via Giatsum, a tremendous toil, and in this case, he's doing so in order to receive from these three levels of neshama. In the, in the same methodology, in the same path that his Rebbe taught him when he was alive. This is the meaning of what Chazal said. If you put forth the work, and then you find it, Tom, in that you could believe. So if you put forth the yearning and you put forth the work, then you'll see the fruits. Now, clearly, what he said until now is based upon someone who there was some kind of relationship with. You can't love an unknown. Right? I want to tell you, that there's another level here that we should be talking about. There's another level of illumination, of inspiration that one can inspire to their disciples. But it's not something that can be intellectually measured in one's mind, like the first one we talked about. Rather, it hovers above them. It illuminates upon them from above. And that is due. Meaning, what we've discussed until now has been that everything the Rebbe had in his lifetime was very, very confined. You're able to get 2% of what the Rebbe was carrying around. Because it's difficult for them to... to, um, articulate and they have to break it down and there's limited time and all the all the other limitations, right? But what he's got is what he's got. Now he says that forget about what he had which was immense. There's much more than that that comes to the tzaddik once he leaves this world. There's a whole new level of exposure of greatness that the tzaddik is able to attain, and therefore the tzaddik is able to now give over to his Talmidah once he's gone from this world. Let's see it inside, after the period. There's another whole illumination that one can give to his disciples. That does not go into their brains. Like the first one, it illuminates upon them from above. That is from the elevation of the spirit and the neshama of the tzaddik. 
going back to the place from which it was chiseled out. I know that is to say, where do the neshamas of tzaddikim come from? They come from a zip code called the orchard of the holy apples. Yeah. One, one, two, one, nine. The all your days at Chas V'Shalom. You see this in Shalshir. Yeah, it is referred to in the Arizal. Let's get to see this. All your days Since the Tzaddik is able to return to that place, Nasisham Yichud, there becomes a unification. All your days Allah is my Nukvin. Through the elevation of the yearning here from below, from all of the persons, the tzaddik's actions, and his Torah, and his service, that he toiled and he worked all the days of his life. And, the re- and what that results in is Venizru, each time the tzaddik served with one of these methods in this world, is so he's put a seed into that orchard. He uses great graphic, beautiful, um, you call this the, the power of, of illustration, imagination. So he puts a seed into that garden, into that orchard, and it from there comes Iris Alyanim Maid as the Pasuk tells us there is a light that's planted by the Tzadik. So every action that we do plants a seed in this world above. Laumas in contrast to Tahtainim to those who exist here below. Ashahem that was as long as he was alive. It was limited to whatever level of Torah and his Avaidavaris Ayrisalyanim Elu and the illumination of these newfound uh, illuminations. Meira Kol Tamidov, these can illuminate all of his disciples. And now look what he adds to this. Shenasu Hashem. Not only the Talmudim that had this incredible love to him during their lifetime, that there was a relationship there, that they knew each other. But this applies to anyone who 500 years later, 1,000 years later, is inspired by their Torah, by their Avedah. Right? They become better servants of Hashem through the Torah and the service of that person. Ah, you're saying it's not intellectually something that they're able to digest? That's true. So how does it affect them? It affects them because it introduces what's called the eternal Jewish guilt factor. <laughs> it introduces into their hearts thoughts of tshuva, umaisim tovim, and motivation to do good things. And all of the good deeds that are the result of this original illumination, that are the result of the lights that were planted in this field, 
Nikra Gidule Gidule, they're the outgrowth of the outgrowths, and that in turn goes back and plants itself again and, and has further outgrowth. We have to understand that those illuminations that come out are very, very concealed. Like the sun illuminates the stars. Mitachas the arts from beneath the earth, Kidisa Bitikunim. As the Tikunazir writes, Al Mesh Rabbeinu Alavashalam Al Mesh Rabbeinu Sha'acha Pitirosai. That after Mesh Rabbeinu's passing, Mispashetes Ha'arosai, his illumination continues to spread, Bechol Darabadara, in each and every generation, the Shishim Riba Nishamas to 600,000 souls. Kameshemesh says the Zayah there like the sun. That illuminates from beneath the earth to 600,000 stars. So, what he's talking about here with the stars and the sun, I have no idea. But the point is that the kaychis that we can draw upon, and this is perhaps one of the intents of why it says that a person should conjure up the image if a person has the, the image of a person whose Torah they're learning that that adds to this quality of the illumination that a person is able to draw upon those are all um, methods and and techniques in how a person can increase the effectiveness of the inspiration that they're receiving from these tzaddikim because this is no longer limited just to people who knew them but to people who can continue to be inspired by them decades or or centuries after they passed on and their portion continues to, to thrive and to grow and as a result their impact will continue to thrive and to continue to impact future generations. Mm-hmm. What I'd like to do coming here is to look at one of some some of the other Mahalchim um, that the other Tzadikim took in how to continue to relate to Tzadikim after their uh, passing on and how that relates here. There's a famous Maranayim that I think we've learned in the past about um, the learning of Divitara being the main access point to the tzaddikim who have passed on. So we will see some other stuff. How do you, how do you tap in the end of this world?